0: First and pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Fillapoli. There's a big NFL story developing in and around Chicago. Kings, yep. Kings Kingsbury going to Washington after some of the cowherd stuff that happened last week about Caleb and having some concerns about Chicago and being interested in. D.C. and his hometown team, uh, and they have the number two pick. And there is now, like like Tom Pellicero said, that they'd have to trade multiple ones to move up from two to one, which would blow up every draft chart in the history of draft charts to just move up one spot like that. Bill Barnwell said it would take a second and a fourth to move up from two to one. That was more on like historical precedent, so that was not with any sort of Caleb tax. But there's a there's an Atlantic Ocean sized gulf between those two trade proposals from two like very smart, informed people. And we had Cowherd on last week, and then I was talking to some other people. Um, Caleb clearly values continuity. He left DC to go to Oklahoma for Lincoln Riley, and then he followed Lincoln Riley to leave Oklahoma. To go to USC. And now Kingsbury was supposed to go to Vegas. And then. That falls apart. Old bear friend Luke Getsy ends up in Vegas. And Kingsbury is now the offensive coordinator. For Caleb's hometown team. That has the second pick in the draft. And an established veteran culture coach. Who in theory should Have a three or four year runway. Now, obviously coaches get fired in less than that all the time, but it's a new owner who hired Dan Quinn, presumably for stability after he lost out on Ben Johnson. I got to be honest, man. As a guy who was looking forward for Cal- to Caleb Williams coming to Chicago, I have legit anxiety about Kingsbury going to his hometown team.
1: All right. So come out and say it here. You laid it all out for me. I'm happy that you did that. I know we're on the scores page. But for the podcast listeners that are not all in Chicago, I think that timeline and everything you laid out was some new information for me. I did not connect the Kingsbury dots when I saw that. I'm happy that you did that for us. But let's get down to brass tacks here. Do you think Caleb Williams plays
0: for the Bears? Uh, I I do. I do. I don't believe that they could get – listen, if you could trade from one to two and get three first-round picks, if they think that Drake May is Justin Herbert, they will do that. Like, I don't believe that you could get that. But if you can and they like Drake May, they will do that. Or if you can and they don't like Drake May and they like Justin Fields more than I think they do, they then would trade the second pick to Atlanta at eight and turn the first overall pick into four or five first-round picks. So if they actually can get three firsts to move down from one to two, they're going to do it. I don't believe that to be true. But as compelling as everything is, it sounds like you don't agree
1: with it. Even though Coward is saying Caleb Williams could try to pull an Eli Manning, and even I though he just believe- hired his offensive uh, assistant coach from USC to go to that team, you still, don't, you still think this is going to fall through And they're just going to take Caleb Williams with the first pick.
0: What I think is going to happen is that in the era of NIL and the modern empowered athlete, when they when we have a true number one pick, whereas like last year, Bryce and Stroud, they were fighting for number one overall. But in like, if, if this was the Trevor Lawrence era, or obviously Andrew Luck, they might not pull an Eli Manning. Because Collins said that his camp told him that that's not what he wants to do. He doesn't want to be seen as the as, as the villain. He said that on our show. He will not pull an Eli. But I think that when Ryan Poles and the Bears are interviewing Caleb to find out about Caleb, Caleb is going to be interviewing the Bears to find out about the Bears. That it's much more of an equal footing meeting than a job interview to decide if the Bears want to quote unquote hire Caleb Williams. So if the Bears don't have answers that are acceptable to Caleb Williams's camp. Then, yes, I could see a back channel deal of trade us to our hometown. We won't embarrass you publicly and say that we don't want to play for you. You don't embarrass us publicly and make us out to be the villain, but let's all work together here to make everybody happy. I don't well, think that's I- gonna, I think I think Caleb Williams is gonna be a bear. But I do think that the paradigm has shifted and Caleb has more power than basically any number one pick that we've seen in recent history. Oh, I I don't, I, I, well,
1: I don't think he has more. He didn't, he doesn't, he didn't have more than John Elway. Elway was going to go play with the Yankees.
0: I mean, that was, that was, that was a long time ago, buddy.
1: Yeah. But I was just going to say, I don't think that the villain thing exists. I don't think that John Elway was a villain because he wanted to find a way to make sure he didn't get to Baltimore. I don't think that Eli Manning's decision to not play for the Chargers followed him or has tainted his career whatsoever. It's not seen at all. Like it's a a mark against him in his career resume or career biography.
0: So, but Caleb, man, he exists in a weird, he's like oddly divisive. He's been like propped up by like extreme right wing corners of the internet to make him out to be like soft because he paints his nails and he cried to his mom after games what happened to masculinity? Like, that's like a thing that orbits around Caleb Williams in a weird way. Obviously, we shouldn't ignore the the, the racial component of being a black quarterback compared to those guys. They're always going to get a little bit more uh, scrutiny and polarization. We've talked about that a lot with Lamar Jackson and how he was treated unfairly. C- Caleb is, I don't think, like, his dad saying the thing to GQ that he could go back to the draft, like the unfounded stuff that he wanted equity in a team – uh, there's just there's a lot of stuff around Caleb Williams, some true, some not true, and used against him. That just I don't know that he would. I think he would be more of a villain than Eli or Elway. Even though I, in an era of player empowerment, like what I've been saying on the air, was if it was if it was New England with the first pick, and Washington had the second pick, and the Bears had the tenth pick, I would be applauding him. I would be heartbroken as a Bears fan but I would applaud him if he did it to another team.
1: I think that's the, I think that's how the majority of people feel. I do too. uh, In 2024, like in, in the social media age. Yeah. Athletes are scrutinized and criticized and there's more access and visibility to the, you know, insane opinions that people have now than ever before. But I think traditional media was, was harder on those other guys that I mentioned than they would be Caleb Williams, because uh, the, the 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 culture of football has changed in in 20 years and 40 years going back to Elway. Like guys making decisions in being in the business of yourself and looking out for number one, the way that the media responds and reacts to things like that has completely changed. So I think most people who have a, who have a platform would 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 not really come down hard on the guy whatsoever. So. He, yeah, What Cowherd said about him getting looked at as some some villainous person in this situation, I don't think that would happen even if he tried to broker a deal to not get picked by the Bears. I think, I think in, in 2024, I think most people would put themselves in his shoes and say, if I had reservations about the team that was drafting me, I would attempt to do the same thing.